Bow your heads, graduates. Let us pray. Lord God of all creation, we praise you and we bless you for the achievements of the graduates from Queen of the Miraculous Metal Church. As you have watched over them since before the moment of their conception, please continue to watch over them in the months and years ahead as they plan for the future and take their place in the world. May they put the lessons they have learned at your service to build up your kingdom and to make a positive impact on the lives of those around them. If and when they marry and raise a family, bless them with children who will know you, love you, and serve you. In both poverty and wealth, sickness and health, may their faith always guide them and protect them. Bless these graduates, their parents, grandparents, and siblings. Bless those who have taught them, coached them, and brought out the best in them. With the help of their patron saints and guardian angels, through the intercession of our miraculous mother and queen, may they follow the teachings of your son Jesus, seeing them as the most important lessons they'll ever learn. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deacon, bring me some holy water. I got to bless them. All right, he, he and I have this all rehearsed. Okay, so we're going to see how holy a, a water acts with polyester. Okay. You will need this for your future. And you go with the blessings of our parish, and you will always have a church home here with us. Let's hear it for the class of 2022. Congratulations. Thank you. Isn't that something? Milestones and achievements all around. When Jesus was sitting in the upper room at the Last Supper, he had many prophetic words about things that were going to happen that night, the next day, in the short term, and in the long run. <clears throat> he forecast that Judas was going to betray him, that the other apostles were going to scatter to the winds and abandon him that very night, that they would not stand by him at the cross the next day. Jesus told them that he was going to die. He told them that he was going to rise again, that he would come back from heaven to earth again. But today we want to focus on his promise of the Holy Spirit. He said once he goes up, God will send down the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who will remind them of everything that Jesus taught them throughout his ministry, things they will soon forget as their faith fails and falters when Jesus is led out to the cross. That Holy Spirit is the life force of the church. Without it, the gospel would never have been preached. We can see that in that first Easter season because between Easter Sunday and the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost 50 days later, how many souls were added to the faith during that time? Zero. Not one. Even though Jesus made it clear they were to go out and be disciples, go out and make disciples, baptizing the people of all the nations, they did none of that because they weren't convinced or convicted that Jesus indeed was risen from the dead. They were afraid of their own shadow. They thought those that killed Jesus were soon coming for them without the Holy Spirit to drive out the darkness and to replace their fears with faith. Not one soul, even their own, would have been saved. But when that Holy Spirit came down upon them as tongues of fire with the rushing of wind on Pentecost, it changed everything for everyone. Where no souls were added to the faith since the resurrection on the 50th day of Easter alone, 3,000 people in Jerusalem accepted baptism. Because finally the apostles had gas in their engine, and they were ready to go out to all the world and make disciples of all the nations. 
That is, until they hit a roadblock that we encounter in the middle of the book of the Acts of the Apostles that we hear about in the first reading today. Things had been going along very well. So many Jewish people were converting to the faith, and the apostles were beginning to spread the gospel to the Gentiles, meaning anyone that wasn't Jewish. The problem was this. Because all of the apostles had been Jewish converts to the faith, they thought that anyone else who wanted to be Christian first had to become Jewish if they were Gentile or pagan before they could be baptized a Christian. That's the issue that Paul and Barnabas are addressing today because there were some false prophets, wolves in shepherd's clothing, that were going around trying to tell different pagan and Gentile communities that unless those men were marked with circumcision and prepared to observe all the laws of Judaism, they could not be saved. They could not become Christian. That wasn't what the Holy Spirit wanted. That wasn't God's will. It was a roadblock and an obstacle to the spread of the faith. The apostles were evenly split. Some thought, yes, this is right. They should have to observe the laws of Judaism before they become Christian. Others said, no, that's not what Jesus would have wanted. The only stipulation that Jesus made was in John chapter 6, verse 53. He said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you cannot have eternal life. He didn't say anything about the circumcision of the Jewish laws. The apostles couldn't decide. They couldn't put it to a vote. They couldn't settle their dispute. And so they all got on their knees and prayed. And it was that Holy Spirit of Pentecost, that third person of the Trinity, that made the decision, not them. And it was the Holy Spirit of God who said, no, people do not have to convert to Judaism in order to become a Christian. And that settled it forever. That threw open wide the doors to Christ and the doors of the church. And people from every country of the known world of the time rushed to get baptized. And the Holy Spirit continues to be that life force in the church and in the hearts of the faithful today urging all of us to live out the call of our baptism, to be followers of Jesus, to make followers for Jesus, to be disciples of Jesus, to make disciples of Jesus. But if like the apostles before Pentecost, we find ourselves too timid, too afraid, too fearful, unwilling to suffer any kind of rejection, ridicule, or persecution for the sake of the gospel, then we probably won't go too far or spread that faith to very many. That same Holy Spirit that drove out the darkness and freed the apostles from their fears has been given to us. And it is a spirit that came with wind and fire and was meant to spread to all the earth. <clears throat> that gift has been given to us. It was given to us at our baptism. It was unleashed in us at our confirmation. Now it's time we do something with it.